So, good morning everyone and welcome to our next podcast on the RO53 Sports Leadership Module of the Cambridge National Sports Studies. Um, we're looking at LO1 today, which is the roles, responsibilities and qualities associated with effective sports leadership. Um, lot to do. Most of you guys have had this set as a piece of extension work. That's the year 9s and year 10s. Uh, so yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, hopefully I can cover some things for you today that maybe you're a bit unsure about, maybe you're uh, unsure about asking a question about, um, and give, hopefully give you some examples to try and make sure your, your work meets that top uh, grade criteria, that band three grade criteria, give you some of the reasons um, why maybe it isn't. Uh, particularly helpful if you guys could send me your work, either if you want to send me a, a picture of your work over through the PE Instagram, through direct message, or if you or one of your parents wants to email that over to me, that's ideal. Uh, it's the 25th of March 2020. So yeah, we're, we're a couple of days into the schools not being open. Um, so yeah, hopefully it can be as helpful as you can and making sure we're doing as much as we can when we can. Feel free at any time, if there's anything that we're talking about to pause the podcast, skip ahead, think about a uh, little bits of stuff that's more useful to you. Um, but yeah, hopefully yeah, it can be some assistance to you today. So the the main part of the lesson was looking at the roles, responsibilities and qualities associated with effective sports leadership. And then also we started to look at the leadership styles and their importance in sport. The main roles you need to look at uh, that are covered and that are needed by the examiners, by the guys who are going to be marking your work, you want you to be able to give good examples and also um, situations of where these leaders are particularly good. So the leaders are as follows, PE teacher, coach, captain, manager, role model and expedition leader. Now from working with a couple of you in class, I know a few of you managed the first four quite easily, but then struggled with the role model and expedition leader. Expedition leader was the one that I've done as an example that I've sent out to you through parent mail. Uh, if there's anybody who needs that example, send it out again. Please just drop us a, a direct message on the Instagram or send us a, a tweet over or an email over and I can get that sent to you directly. Um, you're very welcome, I think, from, from my experience so far, uh, reusing um, one of the examples that you've already got. For example, if you've picked a, a coach or uh, someone who's a captain of a football or a rugby team and you think, Do you know what, they're actually quite aspirational, I'd like to be like them, so I'm going to use them as my role model example, that's completely fine. Um, what you've then got to look at is all the different responsibilities and the different levels of those responsibilities that are associated with each one of those roles. So the example that I did in Leicester was on the expedition leader and my two examples were Bert Grills or Sir Ranulph Fiennes. Uh, two excellent examples um, and what I did at first was I just covered a few of the little um, few uh, things that they needed as I did that as a spider diagram. So as an expedition leader I looked at they, one of the first things they're going to be really uh, interested in is making sure the people who they're in charge of uh, the the safe so I've put that under the title of safety of others climbing Everest or walking in a desert are particularly challenging for people uh, so they would need, then need to be the people who are checking on the others in the group for example things like heat exhaustion dehydration 
make sure everyone's physically and mentally um, healthy at each time, at each maybe little checkpoint. They're obviously going to need a good knowledge of, of the activity. They're going to need to know what they're doing and where they're going. For example, uh, up until quite recently, the guys for Sport Relief were out on a trek uh, out in one of the deserts. Any of the expedition leaders involved in that, or if you watch any of the uh, expeditions that Bear Grylls has done, I know he's done uh, a number of things on uh, Channel 4 and other channels where he's kind of put people out in the um, out in the jungle or out in the desert and see how they survived. That's particularly prevalent at this point, is looking at making sure they know what they're doing and where they're going. They need to have a good enthusiasm for their activity. For example, when they're going against tough mentality, some people want to give up. It's not always possible. You've not got, always got the uh, luxury of being maybe five, ten minutes from your home. Maybe at like a football game or a rugby game if you, if you don't fancy it. Or if you're competing in a, a tournament for school and you can kind of just think, oh, I've had enough of this. If, you, if you're an ex, on an expedition or you're being led by one of these two gentlemen, it's going to be their responsibility to keep you going and keep you motivated and keep you thinking about the bigger picture of making sure you, you understand how important it is for you to finish. Also, if you're an expedition leader, you're going to need something like uh, a good knowledge of basic first aid. Illness and injury are directly that person's concern. So it's up to them if someone gets hurt or if someone falls particularly ill, that they know what to do with them. So I talked a little about, about some of the key responsibilities of an effective sports leader and they fall initially under these four titles. Knowledge of the activity, enthusiasm for the activity, knowledge of safety and first aid, and knowledge of child protection issues. In lesson, all I did was I asked every single uh, one of those things that I've just mentioned. I just said, why? Why is that important for those people? Um, and hopefully some of you guys gave me some really good answers by basically some of the very similar things that I've just said about the expedition leader. If we're talking about really inspirational leaders, some of the things that they're going to be is motivated, they're going to have good charisma, they're going to basically be magnetic as a personality and want you to do the same as they do uh, to get that kind of shared experience of being successful. They'll hopefully have good communication skills and hopefully highly developed perception and decision making, knowing when to make the right decisions. There's also some qualities associated with effective leadership. These are things like reliability, punctuality, confidence, communication, as I've just mentioned, and creativity. And in lesson, again, I, I asked, uh, and I asked Mr. Whelan as well to ask why, why these things are important, and hopefully you can answer some of those things. Then in lesson, what we talked about were some of the more uh, elite level leaders. Um, so I put, uh, for Mr. Whelan, I put Sir Alex Ferguson in there, arguably one of the finest coaches of all time, a career spanning 26 years at Manchester United alone, and has won more trophies than any manager in the history of football. And in lesson, I'd put in there a number of quotes from other people, people who've either played for him or people who've kind of played against him or coached against him. And they said things like, he's the best coach he's ever had. Alex Ferguson has maintained winning trophies at the same time as recreating standout teams. It's an art form. He's one of the best of all time, and that one came from Pep Guardiola. So you can see people of high standing in coaching do still respect Alex Ferguson. And Alex Ferguson's up before a lot of your guys' time, but I'm sure you guys are aware of who he is. Also talked about Sir Clive Woodward. 
and Sir Clive Woodward's uh, approach to coaching, um, approach to leadership more likely. Um, also mentioned in lesson that um, that effective leadership within his sport didn't naturally translate uh, as he went to try and become the performance director and the director of football at Southampton. Uh, again, if that's something you're interested in, do have a look at it. All you'd have to do is put into any search engine Clive Woodward and Southampton uh, or Clive Woodward and football and you can kind of have a little read about where things went right and also things went wrong. Finally, what I did was I uh, talked a little bit about Tracy Neville. Tracy Neville is um, the twin sister of Phil Neville, uh, who obviously is the current women's football coach of England. Um, Tracy Neville is an interesting one because she's been a, um, you could actually class her as an emergent leader. So she's been an elite level netballer and then transitioned into becoming a coach. Um, with that emergent leader, what she has hopefully gained because of how class she was or how good she was at her sport, is that she's gained a lot of respect and a lot of momentum. So when she became a coach, it was a natural transition for her. She's actually retired from all forms of coaching at the moment, so she could start a family. But the England set up unprecedentedly have left the door open to her for if she ever wants to return to coaching at netball, which is outstanding, really, if you think the amount of times people are, are sacked from uh, coaching jobs, particularly in things like football and rugby, and they always say never go back. Well, Tracy Neville's been given the opportunity to go back basically any time she pleases. What all these people have in common then that they're winners, but they do accept defeat and learn from it. They weren't afraid of making big decisions, some on their own and others by conferring with senior players. They manage the time well, they don't waste them on little issues and they've got a vision and keep to it. They use chosen leadership styles, but they do change it to suit different situations. When we talk then about leadership styles, there are three main leadership styles you need to talk about and you can include these in your coursework. The first one is autocratic. Now in lesson I actually to copy a number of things off the board, uh, anywhere between four to five to six of the 12 boxes that were on the board. But I can kind of lead you through some of these now. If you're an autocratic leader, you are authoritarian. Basically what you say goes. You make all the decisions. So you are directly responsible for any success, but also any failure that's really positive but also some people would see that as a negative really positive because then um, the the coach could be seen as kind of a mastermind you could actually argue Jose Mourinho when he came over to this country was autocratic uh, classing himself as the special one um, also in kind of um, popular culture if any of you guys get to watch Remember the Titans uh, which is a Disney film so if any of you have got Disney Plus I know I have it's uh, in, in these times of kind of being shut in a little bit and, and minimising our transport and their involvement with other people like Disney Plus has been really, really helpful, particularly for me and my little girl for some of the things we're going to watch. Um, but if you watch that film, Remember the Titans, there's a guy called Coach Herman Boone who's um, played by Denzel Washington. You can see that if you watch that film and watch all the way through it, the, the nature of how he coaches um, allows his other coaches to kind of be good cop. Um, while he continues mo most of the time to be bad cop. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a really, really good example of uh, autocratic leadership throughout. Um, participants also are then not encouraged to make decisions for themselves. That potentially takes away from their decision-making process. 
again if, if they're really really successful but also if they're really if, if maybe something goes wrong the coach takes everything on the chin there and it takes all the responsibility away from the players so by not delegating responsibility and being quite inflexible and um, the the coach essentially absorbs all of maybe the negativity that's out there the next style was democratic these were effective in situations where sports are co-active and there's no time constraints also good with smaller groups because democratic leadership essentially involves players in the decision-making process they give the ownership of the task to the individuals so if we went back to our Clive Woodward example earlier Clive Woodward actually involved a number of players as governors of the teams and of the, of the England team and they were the team representatives so if anything that they, they liked or anything that they wanted players had the opportunity to go to those team governors maybe five or six players um, and for their concerns maybe to put, be put to them before they kind of came straight up to the, uh, the, the coach or the coaching team democratic leaders also share the decisions as I say with the group everyone is consulted which can be sometimes time consuming again another contemporary example for you uh, another film example I, I love my sports films so you could watch um, a film called We Are Marshall which is about a college American football team uh, the character that Matthew McConaughey plays is a guy called Coach Jack Lengel um, you can see throughout that uh, because of the situation I won't spoil the film because of the situation that the team find themselves in he has got a bit of time so he can consult his coaching staff and consult the senior players at different times it, what that does again because of the nature of the film it develops that unity and common purpose uh, of the whole team which is really really good and really effective from democratic leadership another really really good example of uh, a democratic leader we talked about him in lesson was Sir David Brailsford it was interesting because there's a number of you who said well David Brailsford's democratic because he's involving other people he's involving other coaches people were saying he's autocratic because he's saying no look I, I want this done I want it done this way you could actually argue in some certain circumstances David Brailsford's a, a laissez-faire leader in that once he's established his initial um, coaching kind of setup and his mentality um, you could actually argue he's, he's letting people do their thing um, again for your coursework it's it's really important for you guys to understand that you can justify any of these coaches or any leadership styles as long as there's justification as long as you've got examples and then situations where these things have happened then you, you're going to be absolutely you're going to be at the races you're going to be laughing when you, you're improving your coursework so laissez for leadership they often stand aside and they let the group make decisions they often uh, don't impose their authority on the group what they'll do is kind of stand back or sit back and almost like emergent leaders like as I mentioned earlier Tracy Neville maybe come from within the group they can sometimes lose uh, direction uh, because there's no direct leadership but what they say for leadership really really um, expects players to do is come up with what they're going to do together and that the leaders essentially they're almost along for the ride it's letting people become um, authoritarian or democratic in their own way and seeing which one of these leadership styles maybe under this laissez-faire leadership would work best 
So, um, hopefully that's really, really helpful for you. Some of the things that I've talked about there um, are things that we've talked about in lesson. What I'd expect when you're talking about each one of the leadership roles, maybe half a page and a description of why you think that person that you've chosen is a perfect example for those roles. So again, just a reminder, those roles are captain, coach, manager, role model, teacher, and expedition leader. And I sent out the, uh, the example that I did, the full page example, and I included all of the uh, key terms, all of the key responsibilities in my example for I did Randall Fines. So again, I can send that out to you if you want to, um, if you need any assistance on that. If you just want to drop me a mail uh, or a direct message, and just to if you need a little bit of a steer on anything. For the time being, then uh, stay safe and look after yourself and everyone else. See you soon.